America's home for college sports. Live from Jake and Joe's in Waltham, this is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For the next hour, we'll have special guests that get you caught up on Eagles football. The Boston College Football Show is presented by Bud Light, Dilly Dilly, and also sponsored by McGovern Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, driven by you, Bletzer and Bletzer PC, developing long-standing relationships with the clients we serve since 1959. Now it's time to talk BC football. Alongside head coach Steve Adazio, here's the voice of the Eagles, John Meter Perel. It was a memorable night in Blacksburg, Virginia on Saturday night as the Boston College Eagles won for the fourth time in five games in impressive fashion, 31-21 over the Hokies of Virginia Tech. Great to see Coach Steve Adazio with Pete Cronin. I'm John Perel, the BCIMG Sports Network crew here at Jake and Joe's in Waltham on a rainy Monday night, Coach. But you know what? It was anything but rainy on the field on Saturday. What a game. You were resilient. You grinded it out. You said afterwards, again, BC football personified. And upon further review, how the tape look? Yeah, I mean, I thought we, we did a really good job in the second half of uh, really coming on strong. Um, you know, we got behind in the first half, um, had some real missed opportunities that really could have been big plays. And, uh, I think defensively, you know, we weren't as clean as we wanted to be, but we went in halftime. The kids' mentality attitude was phenomenal. I thought that they uh, um, did a great job. You know, they kind of wanted to take it in their hands. Went out in the second half and adjusted uh, both sides of the ball and played, I thought, an outstanding second half, And uh, which is really hard to do. They were 20-1 20, uh, 20 and 1 or 20-0 or whatever it is. 20-0. 20-0. So. It was a tough, uh, tough deal to go get that win on the road and come back from behind, but it was something we needed to do, and um, it was great. And that, that's, to me, been one of the more impressive things here this year with a 7-2 and record, 14th in the country now in the coaches' poll. Pete and I talk about it all the time, the fact that you guys are growing every week, you're maturing, uh, you're sharpening every area of the team, you're just getting better each and every week, and that has to be very satisfying for you and the coaches. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that's the goal, you know, to improve. Um, We've had to do it with, you know, with, with, with a couple of critical injuries, too, you know. Um, I'd really love to see us get real healthy and be at full strength. Obviously, we're playing a team this week that, you know, I said today, and, and I really mean what I'm telling you, like, this may be the best team I've seen in my career. No kidding. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, I, uh, they remind me of Alabama when we played them in the SEC championship game. I mean, I think there's Alabama and, and, and Clemson right now in college football, and then there's there's a gap. And uh, they're, they're a tremendous football team. So the challenge we have this week will be phenomenal. Um, we've got to find a way to, you know, to move the ball against one of the elite defenses in America with probably four first-rounders on it. And, and then, of course, we've got to stop an offense that, you know, equally has that many first-rounders and is extremely – I mean, they're averaging close to 50 points a game. So um, – the challenge is there. I'm so glad we're home, yep. um, and uh, we're in our stadium and uh, in a place that we're comfortable with. We need that home field advantage, and uh, so it's a great opportunity. It is, but, but it's a uh, but but it's a significant team we're playing. I mean, this is like I said. I mean, they're number two in the country. They they could be number one. They could be number two. But that's an that's there's a separation there that's fairly incredible. I think. Yeah, there's a, definitely a chasm. I don't know where the break point is. Is the top six or seven teams in the country? They're always kind of the same group. Not now. And then there's there's two now. Right. <laughs> I think there's two, and I think then there's a bunch of good teams out there that I need. You know. But you know what I love about football is that's why you play the game. And on any any given any given Saturday, you go out there, you play, you play hard, you play with passion, you take care of the football. You're a physical outfit, and you make some plays and. You're right in the middle of it, and I don't care. I don't care who you're playing. Yep. So, um, uh, we we really our team is really looking forward to this and looking forward to the fact that we're playing such a meaningful game in November, and the fact that we have game day coming on to Chestnut Hill, our campus, to to showcase Boston College. Um, so there's a lot of great great things here. So I think right now, and, and you know, like I said, the pressure is not on us; it's on them. You know, we're, I mean. We're going to go out and, uh, you know, we're going to go play really flat out. Like, you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine today, was, uh, you know, in the business. was, you know, it's kind of like those, uh, 
those uh, Japanese kamikaze pilots, you know. <laughs> um, just going to go and, you know, no fear. <laughs> Why do those guys wear helmets? I don't know. I don't know either. But they still look good. <laughs> but I, I know this. You don't want to mess with those guys no, because, no. you know, they had no fear. Well, back to the game Saturday, I think that there were a few things that were uh, really stood out. You know, you weren't getting great play out of your quarterback. He came back in the second half and looked like a different player. You talked about the resolve of your team uh, in the locker room. We heard it in your voice when you interviewed you at halftime. That it was a, an air about our tone about what you were saying that uh, was was a, an air of confidence instilled some confidence that some, we're going to see a different team in the second half yeah. and the the ability to make a, a, a adjustments both on offense and defense and special teams looking at what you had for a body of work in the first half and then coming out and doing some little things that really took them really took them out of their out of their game to get them away from what they wanted to do yeah i mean we, we we felt we needed to do that you know when you're on the road at a place like that that's a different make difference maker home field advantage place and you got to be able to go out there and and, and you got to handle and sustain the barrage that comes at you and and that's what happened i mean we absolutely for their team at that point they had a bunch of injuries they had some issues but that team at that point they, they had their back up against the wall and they were they were coming after us you know mm-hmm. And, and we had to sustain that. And I saw that we had opportunities that we just missed on so that I knew there would be more. And, um, you know, our team's attitude and mentality was relentless. And, uh, you know, I just felt strong that, you know, we would be able to, you know, mount a great attack in the second half there because, you know, we took on that barrage, so to speak, and it was just 14-7, you know. And you were ignited by Travis Levy who came in very capably for A.J. Dillon, who was hindered by the ankle injury again. But Levy looked like the burst that you expected coming in when he was out of Olney, Maryland, as the Maryland Player of the Year. First first things first, A.J. Dillon, how's he look today? Well, even before I get to that, A.J. Dillon had almost 100 yards in that game. What was deceptive about that is he played in like three quarters of the game, but they were tough, hard-driving yards. He took some incredible shots in that game. I didn't even realize he had almost 100 yards. You know, it really kind of it kind of got by me just because they were, you know, they were a sneaky hundred, um, and and that's what he brings to you. You know, you rarely rarely is he going to run the ball and you're going to have a one or two yard gain. Yep. Those one or two yard gains are three and four and five yard gains, and they keep you on schedule, which is really important. Where is he today? Um, I think he's where he was last week. Uh, I think it's where he's going to be each week until we get to a bowl game and there's this extended amount of time off. When a tailback gets the injury that he had, it's just really hard to shake that out completely. And you tweak it here. Sometimes you tweak it a little more than others. And I just think he'll have to rest during the week and hopefully we'll be able to get him on the weekend. And the hard part about that is he doesn't get the reps. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't stay in a groove. But I just hope that, you know, we'll have him for Saturday. And uh, this is the way it is right now. There's not much we can do about it. And this, he's a tough kid who's really, uh, I think, given us far more than most would, given the given oh, yeah. scenario that he's in right now with that ankle. And but what you know, it's still a Wally Pip story. You know, he goes down, and Travis Levy comes in, and it's what a what a story of, of persistence on Travis's part. And although he's not professional, but professional behavior, yeah. being ready every week, knowing that he's sitting behind uh, A.J. Dillon and the opportunity presented itself and he capitalized on it. Well, he makes a lot of critical plays. You know, he's a big third down guy for us. He's on our punt block team. He's, you know, he's on our kickoff team. I mean, he's on everything. He's a really unselfish guy. He takes a ton of reps during the week because A.J.'s not. And so between he, Benny Glines, and, and um, David Bailey, you know, we have three capable guys that uh, really can do a great job for us. And, uh, you know, we didn't get Dave Bailey in that game, but Travis had such a hot hand at that point, we, couldn't do, we weren't going to switch that. But, you know, I'm hopeful that we'll have everybody for Saturday. Again, you know, to what degree, that remains to be seen. But we'll have everybody, and, 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 and we'll just have to, you know, once again, it is what it is. I mean, we just got to roll, you know. Yeah, that's all you can do. And Clemson has one of the best 
defensive lines you've probably ever seen. We'll get to that in a minute. But Anthony Brown at halftime, yeah. 8 for 18, he was erratic. Uh, what was the game management style for him in the second half? That you, what did you say to him at halftime to get him going, if anything? Well, I think, you know, he had a couple throws in the first half that those of you guys that were there outside, the one long ball to Mike Walker, I mean, that was with the wind at the back, and the wind kind of took the ball, and, and it sailed. Uh, we had another wide-open one to Travis. It was kind of like a pick play where he might have scored a touchdown on it in the flat. You know, there was nothing wide there. Open. Wide open. Yep. But, again, you know, he was having a hard time controlling it in that wind. That was going against the wind. And so he was trying to throw a flat route with the wind coming this way. So I think we had a couple of those issues, and then we had a couple of snap fielding issues because we were in silent cadence. And John Baker was calling the cadence at the line of scrimmage for the offensive line and jerking that ball a little bit hard, too. So they were coming back fast and a little bit knuckleballish. So I just think it, it was a matter of, you know, trying to, you know, get that settled in. Um, and I think, you know, we tried to give him, you know, some more manageable throws. Um, and, you know, that's what happened. I mean, he he wasn't – he got just a little flustered when he took a hard tackle on his leg, that you know, his knee. And I thought that unglued him just a little bit for – you know, because he got nervous. You know, it's just pretty pretty understandable. Yeah. But he was fine. And I thought that just kind of got him a little unglued, and then he got himself back under control. He, you know, actually, he had a couple of great runs, and I thought that that really helped settle him back in again, you know. Right. And I get the question all the time, why he really did was effective running the ball. Right. Why don't you see more of that? And I said, well, I don't know. I'll ask Steve on Monday night. Sure. You know, uh, sure. But the, well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons. Let's start with the fact that, you know, he had ACL surgery and, you know, he doesn't need to take the shots that AJ takes, okay? Oh. We'll start there. <laughs> um, and that should be enough. You know, I think we're trying to, I think we're trying to ease him back into that and gain confidence with that. And the other thing is, you start going down that path, those guys take a lot of shots and affects their timing and rhythm in the throw game. You know. Well, well we certainly saw that in the second half with, 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 with Ryan Horse. Yeah. He, he got tattooed. That yeah. kid got tattooed and his game changed. Yeah. I mean, this is not, you know, we don't want to become a quarterback run operation right now. Um, but when you factor in AJ's getting, uh, Anthony's getting healthier and feel more comfortable. And then the possibility of not having A.J., then that becomes more of a viable deal for us, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like everything else, you know. In a perfect world, we'd like to hand that ball to number two and, and, and let him carry it 30-something times. And if he can't do that, then we got to take a look at other ways that we're going to attack. You know what I mean? Yep. No, no it all makes sense. It's just it's a, it's a weapon that... Well, I think at this point in the season, we've seen flashes of brilliance. We don't uh, need to know. get our quarterback knocked out right uh, now. Absolutely no. not. But the flashes of brilliance, and it, 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 you've got a lot of, you got, a, you got quite an arsenal there on offense right now. That we've seen moments where individuals have been elevated and made some great plays. The tight ends are, have been have been outstanding. The, you know, the deep ball. Passing game has been has been excellent. The, you, know, you go right down the line. And ball it, distribution. It, it, you're really spreading this thing out. Uh, it's, so it's, it's pretty hard to. Def- I think you're, you've you got yourself in a position where you're you're a headache for a defensive coordinator trying to figure out what you're going to do. That and then I think we have the tempo thing going for us, which adds another component. You know, early in the game, uh, Virginia Tech wasn't getting lined up, and then the problem was. You know, we had some three and outs, and we lost our tempo a little bit in the second quarter, and we weren't stopping them. So the second quarter just was not a very good quarter. But I think we got back on top of that in the third quarter, you know. Um, and uh, and we kind of wore that. They, we were wearing that defense out a little bit towards the end of the game. They were dropping a little bit too, you know. Well, that's that we, that we were talking about handicapping that game and what we expected. That's a defense that's built to – they're built built on athleticism and speed, and scheme. Uh, and Boston College is on offense is built to bludgeon you, yeah. and and take take your shots where you, you know to, to be a little bit more uh, a little bit more flamboyant in your in your approach. But over the it just looked at over the course of the game, you you got big on them, yeah, got real big on them, and it really showed in the fourth. And they said during 
you guys were the worst possible matchup for them at that time. They came off of a tough game against Georgia Tech, um, real hard run-orientated operation, and, uh, you know, facing us. And then they, they face Pittsburgh, I think, this week, which is they do. another team that's going to, you know, come at them with a strong run game. So that's hard. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we got our own problems and concerns right now. <laughs> well, you know what? you got a lot to look forward to. It's going to be a showdown on Saturday night. We are very excited about it. Number 14, B.C., against number 2, Clemson. This is the B.C. football show from Jake and Joe's in Waltham. We're back with more with the coach after this from Anheuser-Busch. Hendon Hooker is in for at least one play. Bad snap over his head. Eagles try to scoop up the loose ball. They do. Zach Allen has it at the 45-yard line of Boston College. Zach Allen with the loose ball and the fumble recovery. 11 seconds remaining in the half. Live from Jake and Joe's, you're listening to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. Once again, here's John Meter Perel. For just the third time in B.C. history, two teams ranked in the AP Top 20. We're square off at home. Eagles and Clemson. Eagles 17 in the AP poll. Clemson number two at 9-0 and and 6-0. and Steve Adazio with Jami DePerel and Pete Cronin from Jake and Joe's in Waltham. Thanks for joining us as always on the B.C. IMG Sports Network. Coach, we just had uh, Paul Cristioni from the Gridiron Club come over. Of course, El Presidente, we call him. And he said, Everybody was impressed with Travis Levy, not only running the ball but catching the ball. But you, this is probably not a huge surprise to you, as you mentioned last segment, because he's developed in the last two years, right? Yeah, I mean, Travis has made some key play for us, you know, in, in the last two years. So, I mean, he's a good player. He's a tough kid. He's a smart kid. And, uh, you know, we had high expectations for him, to be honest with you. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's just playing alongside, a, you know, a – an outstanding player. I mean, and so that's hard. But you, you know, you need you need multiple guys. Yeah. In the second half last week, as Pete mentioned, you cranked it up on offense and defense. Seems like you changed your blitz packages a little bit to fluster Ryan Willis. What was the feeling in the locker room at halftime? Well, we wanted to get to him and hit him. You know, get him out of sync. And uh, you did. You know, we wanted to do that with you know a couple different ways. You know, four man rush and also with you know some five man pressures. Uh, it was very evident in the second half that he got knocked around pretty good. Now I think I know. What, <clears throat> don't recall who actually hit him, but I think Will Harris. Will Harris, Will Harris cut him in half, and he was a different quarterback after that. You know, yeah. nice clean shot, got him throwing the ball, and give him credit. He stayed in there, made the completion, but he was uh, he stayed down on the he was on the mat. But when he got up, he was a different different player. Those hits will do that to you. Body punches. And yeah, the body punches, yeah, no doubt. Question is, this week with Clemson coming to town, well doc- well documented, they're, st- they're star-laden. Uh, they have stars all over the field. You mentioned it earlier today in your press conference, but guy that I've watched a few times is the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Kelly Bryant left the program. He was a very good quarterback, as you know. He leaves Lawrence. Everybody's All-American in high school from Georgia. Comes in. He hasn't missed a beat. What does he do well? Well, he's really accurate. I mean, he throws the ball really well. He's really athletic, and he looks like he has tremendous poise and confidence for a young guy. I mean, he looks to me to be a potential first-round pick one day, you know. So he's, I mean, they knew what they were doing. I mean, they got a real one. You know, that's a real one. <laughs> it's, it's an enviable task if you're Dabo Sweeney. He's probably got three guys on his bench that can play too, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, they they got it rolling there. They got, a, you know, they, they, they have done a great job recruiting and, Obviously, are very attractive uh, to a lot of four or five star players, and um, they're talented without a doubt. I mean, this is not, you know, this is this is the pinnacle of Clemson football, really, right now. I mean, that's an understatement, right? I mean, they got a national title, runner up for national. I mean, this is, you know, we haven't seen this kind of Clemson team. This is this this is a legit run they're on right now, and uh, it's just really good. I mean, that's just the way it is, and you know, they're on our side. And, that's the way it rolls. So you sit here and you say, okay, how do you how do you approach this opponent? Well, I think our mindset is that, you know, we're going to go after them. And uh, we're going to try to make it as big a, big a blood bludgeon bath as we can make it. I mean, um, doesn't mean we're going to just line up in two tight ends and, you know, fullback all the time. But we're we going to fit. They need to they need to feel the physicality of our of our program. I mean, they play a lot of games, a lot of teams, a lot of spread teams, but 
we need to be different. You know, we can't be just another spread team thing. We're not going to be. And um, we, you know, what makes us different, and I know in their eyes, is that we're a very physical team on both sides of the ball. And we've got to play to that. You know, now we've got to take care of the football. We've got to create great field position with specialty. We need to trim all, all the fat has to get trimmed out of here. The margin for error has got to, we've got to shrink it down. We can't hurt ourselves here. And then we've got to, you know, take advantage of every little opportunity. Like against La Vatech, we had those shots early in the game. We can't miss those shots. You're not going to get that many of them. When you get them, you know, you got to capitalize on them. It's just the way it is. So we've got to play our best game. And uh, I told the kids Sunday that we're not going to, as coaches, make this complicated. You know, we need to give our kids an opportunity. They earned an opportunity to go on that field and, and, and fight for this win. And um, we don't need to try to outcoach anybody. What We just need to give our kids the freedom to go out and play as fast and as hard as they can and not be confused at all, you know. So in the past when you match up with opponents, maybe not this caliber, but dynamic opponents, they tended to be one-dimensional, and it was in the dimension was speed. They and your game was the strategy was always turn it into a fist fight, turn it into a brawl, make them fight you. Do they? You just described it, but they seem to have. They're, they're a big physical team themselves. They are. They are. They're tough. I mean, they're. This is a tough football team, um, and, and and they're going to play tough. So you know. Um, and, but so are we, you know, and and we just got to we just got to utilize. We have a home field advantage, um, you know, here. Um, I mean, certainly, no matter what they say, they're not accustomed to playing in that weather. No, no, you know, and they may handle it great, but it's still going to be different. They're not going to, you know, simulate. They can't do that down there in that practice. You know, it, whatever it was today, 60, 70 degrees is not 30. You know, so. Um, I just think that we that has to be to our advantage. I think uh, we've got to get every little advantage we can get. Yeah, what well, we noticed it two weeks ago with Miami, it wasn't unpleasant. No. But it affected the way that they played. You get six drop balls. They catch four of those. It might be a different football game. But they're dropping the balls because it's hard, it's hard, it's hard as a rock. Yeah. It's a little different, you know. And then if you're getting hit by big backs, you know, on DBs and stuff, it's a little different too. You know, it, it hurts a little more when it's cold. Well, sure. think about your offense averaging 37 points a game. You know, you can talk about Clemson all you want. They, they got weapons everywhere, but you have weapons too. Now you have 335 points through nine games. That's a BC record. So you guys are no slouches, and Dabo Sweeney knows that. What do you think the biggest improvements have been offensively for you in the last four or five games? Well, I think, um, you know, I think the tempo that we're playing at, the multiplicity that we play with and are able to keep our execution level high. We're not making a lot of mental mistakes with a lot that we do. I think a lot of it is is, is heavily tagged to number two. I think, you know, he's a big part of this thing. Sure. Huge part. Um, I think it's the, you know, the, the, the quarterback has more confidence. Um, that's a real big part of this thing. And the offensive line is getting better every week. Yep. I mean, that's they have not dipped yet. There's not been a game where you're looking and you say, boy, they didn't play so great today. I mean, they've not had that. Some other positions maybe have done that, but not, not the offensive line. I think they're getting better. And so that's important, you know. Um, and I think defensively we're kind of getting more confident again and getting our stinger back in there a little bit. You know, guys are, are, are playing within the structure, playing fast. I think guy like Elijah, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Isaiah McDuffie, um, is really uh, going to be a phenomenal player who each game is getting more confident. He makes a fair amount of mistakes, but he recovers off of those things, and uh, he's something else. Can't coach speed and athleticism, right? No, man. He is, he, we had two finished plays on him yesterday to show the team where he, he, he covered three-quarters of the field and ran the guy down. You know, I mean, he's, it's impressive. You know? Well, we haven't seen that here since Luke Keekley. Yeah, That's I mean, high praise. He's, he's, uh, he's, you know, they call him the bloodhound, you know. Um, you know, he just, he's got this, that scent on the ball and he's gone, man. Now, as he gets, each week he gets more confidence in, 
and makes less and less mistakes, gets more comfortable in there, that's a good thing, you know. So I think that's been good, um, you know. So the bloodhound, I like that. Did you we'll have that the, nickname? We'll weave that in. Oh, we'll definitely weave that Along in. Along with the junkyard dogs and the, the JWD. It's fitting nicely into the canine effect that we have on the <laughs> yeah. broadcast. Yes. Crota- I, think, I think I'm hoping this week, too, our back end, you know, we practiced all, all last week. Um, we didn't have Hamp Cheapers. We didn't have Lucas Dennis. They, they, didn't, uh, they didn't practice. Um, and that hurt us. And, and uh, uh, Brandon Sebastian is a young kid, practiced only half the time. So hopefully this week we can get those guys back in the fold because they need to practice every day. You know, we had a lot of guys. Tom Sweeney didn't practice a lot last week, and we had a lot of guys Jeez. out last week. So hopefully we can get them back in this week. You know, I mean, that's important. Absolutely. Brandon Sebastian named the ACC Defensive Back of the Week today, career high in tackles. Oh, wow. He was that. all over the place. Wow. A ubiquitous presence. And What would you say? Ubiquitous? Multi- uh, I mean, I went to Central Connecticut. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Multisyllabella. That I mean, means- I'm, amongst, I'm amongst the B.C. Where would you go to school? Ithaca. Yeah, he's a ball. Uh, yeah, I don't Come on. You must have just looked that up or something in the dictionary. No, no, you didn't no. learn that. It's, it's one of my favorite SAT right words. There's no you, chance. You picked this. <laughs> I mean, if Pete Cronin said it, then I'd say, well, he's a BC grad. You're ever present. He stole it from me. Anyway. Ubiquitous. No, ubiquitous. You can use that. That's the team. It's not me. It's to be it's not everywhere. You're not a big uh, word guy? It's to they, be think I, they, they, they think it was something bad I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what was you, though. On Saturday, we got on the plane. And here comes Adazio grabbing the intercom. That was great. <laughs> and, the, and, and we're thinking, all right, this is going to be like a State of the Union speech. And you get up there and you introduce the, uh, well, you didn't know at that point, the number 14 team of the country. But prime time, 8 o'clock game, game day coming to B.C., that was a special moment. What was yeah. the thought process there? Just to let our guys know because uh, we had gotten word it was going to happen, but it wasn't coming out. And I, didn't, I wanted our guys to know before. They landed, you know, and we didn't want to say it too early because we didn't want to leak it out. Because, you know, in today's world, you say something, it's out in the uh, ozone here immediately, and the whole world knows it, you know. So, and plus, I was just so excited that we were actually up in the air headed home, you know. I was overcome with joy. I mean, I didn't know if we were going to land in, like, you know, Naples, Florida, or where we were going. Maybe Pittsburgh. I didn't know where we were going. Could have been anywhere. Could have been anywhere. We were on a ride at Six Flags on Friday. Yeah. That was... That's an interesting trip, that's for sure. But this is the BC Football Show. We'll come back to talk more about Clemson and BC. It will be a showcase game. Now this from Nissan. Brown shotgun. They give to Levy. Past the 20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Boston College. Travis Levy shot out of a cannon. 29-yard score. And that, my friends, is... Bow, 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 bow. Take a bow, Travis Levy. This is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For more of tonight's show, let's go back to Jake and Joe's with your host, John Meter Perel. The bows get better every week. Steve. I'm working on the bows. I love the bows. I set them up for some, for, for some dog barks this well, week. Listen, I didn't get the script, man. I, I thought you were speaking a foreign language. <laughs> like, what is he talking about? <laughs> you, it was building into your junkyard dog theme, and you just you blew it. I whiffed. You whiffed. Yeah. It was like a L.A. Dodger in the World Series. See you later. <laughs> Good night, everybody. But this game is going to be special. The Eagles and the Tigers, always great when Clemson comes to town. You played them toe-to-toe uh, from pillar to post last week, last year for three quarters, Coach, and then the game got away a little bit in the fourth quarter. But I know they walked away from that game thinking, man, they played us harder than anybody did in the country. So it's been satisfying from that standpoint, at least coaching against them. You know you guys have been in these games, right? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we have. I mean, our first year here, we had a chance. I think it was our first year. Maybe it was our second year. We had a chance to win it, you know. Um, but, hey, every year is a new year, and it's just it's funny how these games can go. You can be right in the middle of it, and with a team like this, if you're not careful, they can, they can get on you pretty good, too. So I just think we've got to do a great job of uh, playing fast and confident and, uh, you know, we just got done putting in the run game today. I feel really good about what we have done right now. So, you know, I'm looking forward to watching practice tomorrow. I think you made a good observation when you said this isn't one of those you got to get psych games. No. I mean, it just sets up. It's just everything sets up perfectly for yeah. to be enthusiastic. Yeah, if you're not enthusiastic, you got to get your saliva checked. You know, <laughs> something wrong with you. you know? <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of buzz. I 
had my BC hat on today, and everyone's going, hey, nice hat. <laughs> I was like, no one ever saw it before. I'm like, Looks okay. good on you, though, Pete. Looks good. That's right. <laughs> Get a bowl of soup with that hat. Get a bowl of soup, exactly. But you're right. There's definitely a buzz. You're hearing it from – I got a call today from an Atlanta radio station. They want to talk to us. Everybody wants to talk PC football now, Coach. And that's great for the program. You mentioned it on the plane. It's a showcase with game day in town. They always do a great job. What does it mean for BC football to have that type of spotlight on it? Well, I think for BC and BC football, I mean, you're talking about millions of dollars worth of advertising. Um, that's, that's what it is, you yep. know, and uh, to showcase our tremendous university, right? I mean – there's going to be a night full of talking about how special you know BC is, not just just athletically, but they're going to talk about our, our school and and what a unique place that it is, and 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 the power of the degree there, and the and the atmosphere of of, of, of you know um, caring, and it, it's it's you know this is what they talk about when they talk about you know through athletics. There's such great opportunity to showcase your your school and then of course certainly our football program um but they're going to sit up somewhere up in that middle campus up there and in one of the most beautiful settings with the leaves still chain you know still up on the trees up there and i I can't imagine there could be a more beautiful place um so yeah i mean that's that's pretty cool stuff right there you know it is you can't buy that i'll tell you that no and it's in it i think even the the Miami game, the broadcasters. I know Jason Baum has a has a record of, of the the glowing complimentary words from both uh, Sean McDonough and Todd, Todd Blackwood, and yeah. they were just. I mean, you couldn't have written a better script. You know, speaking exactly to what you're talking about. I mean, you can't buy that kind of advertising. No, I mean, I think it's all good, and um, and 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 we're excited about that. And of course, this is really that super prime spot. You know, that eight o'clock prime time spot with your a team and, and and so it's a it's a great opportunity and um we've you know obviously you got to do a great job with it and uh, and then it's an opportunity for our football team to go out there and, and battle against one of the finest teams in america maybe one of the finest teams in the last you know 10 years so you know it's important for us to go out and, and play really hard and really play well well this deep into the season you're teams are what they are and what you are is a team that you know they i was i was kind of smiling this morning i heard that the philadelphia flyers have a new mascot his nickname is grit and i said geez that would be the great name for a bc mascot it's a weird looking thing that's how you guys play you play with a lot of grit there's the 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 uh the fight that is in you guys has evolved over the course of the season. I go back to the North Carolina State game, losing that game by five points. And as bad as that game was, but losing it by five points, which was like, in, from my perspective, it was kind of a turning point when this team really matured. Well, I'll tell you, what I'm most proud about here is this. We talk about our identity here at Boston College, and the three things that we've tagged to it, right, is toughness, number one, grit, character. We've got such high character young men that are in this program, right? And then faith. And those are the three things, toughness, character, and faith that we feel are the identity that we hold. And I think that we represent that really well. And I'm proud of that, that you as an alumnus can feel like I can see a team that has grit and has those characteristics and they're wonderful young men, and they, they really represent what a student-athlete's supposed to be, and yet can play at a high level and have that kind of grit. That's what fires me up, you know. And that, like, on our team, like, almost half of our football team are in the business school. I mean, a guy like Zach Allen has a 3.8, 3.9 GPA in finance. I mean, that's not happening everywhere in the country. No. You know? No. And, and – uh, we don't have one major developed for athletes, right? I mean, our guys go and they compete in the classroom, and they compete on the playing field. If you can't appreciate and respect that, then you're then we're missing the boat, you know. And now we're doing that at a high, competing at a high level on a grand stage, you know. And, and and I think that's really what our goal is. And 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 for Pete Cronin to stick his chest out as an alumnus and say, I love being around those kids, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I don't know what, what else is what else is there really. I mean, you know, there's nothing. I mean, it's what it's what's what it's all about. I think so. You know, I, I, that's what our university is about. Yeah, it's what it should be in, in a perfect world around the country. But you're right, doesn't doesn't happen that way. Clemson's defense it sometimes gets a little lost with all their offensive luster, but their four defensive linemen are they the best you've seen at the ACC level? Oh yeah, I mean, there's nothing lost. I mean, everybody in the country knows that that is an elite defense. Now, we played Miami, and they were number one defense in America. Um, but this defense right here, they're, they're, I mean, I, I have a, a tape I look at each week. It's a explosive run tape on the season. They're not on any of them. <laughs> I mean, we, we actually, BC, because we include last two years that we played them in that, in that cut up in that run. We have probably some of the most explosive runs on the tape, and we don't have a lot of them. Um, so n- no one's really running the ball on them. No one's throwing the ball really well on them. I mean, what did I? I, I had the stat. Um, I think they've allowed uh, 213 yards a game. That's it. And they score 48 points a game. Yep. Um, and they played some pretty good teams. Like you watch them play Texas A&M. I mean, it's an interesting deal, you know. Um, so, anyways, defensively, they're they're a bona fide, legitimate, talented defense. And the front guys, I'm going to say they have at least four first rounders on the defense. I think I'll be accurate in saying that. I don't think that's an overstatement. Maybe five. And I have, and I really haven't gotten to the offensive side of the ball. I usually start on that tomorrow morning, but um, I know they've got first rounders on that oh, side. They, they definitely probably do. at least four or five there. So you're talking about they probably have ten first rounders on their, you know, starting 11 and 11, 22 players. What you're saying is they should bring the NFL draft to Clemson. <laughs> sure, <laughs> why not? I mean, I'm saying we might be playing like the New England Patriots. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, that, but. If you, Miami came in here, number one rated defense statistically in all major categories. They look great getting off the bus. They can run, jump, leap tall buildings in a single bound. They had it all going. And your offensive line quietly lived up to their billing and dominated play, That's why you play line the game. scrimmage. Not their opportunity. That's why you play the game. Doesn't mean that, you know. It's not just talent, you know. There's a lot more to it. That's right. It's talent. It's heart. It's toughness. It's will. There's a lot that goes into these things, you know. I think every coach to a man that you've played this year has said the same thing. BC is gritty, they are tough, and they are resilient. And you know you're going to be in a backyard brawl. I can guarantee you those words will come out of Dabo Sweeney's mouth at some point this week. Probably so, you know. And we just got to do a great job of, don't give up the big plays. Make right. them earn it, you know. And on offense, we're going to have to create explosives, but we'll do that. You've certainly done it all year. Revised Energy will donate $25 to both the Pete Frady's Number 3 Fund and the Flutie Foundation for every completed free home energy audit. Call 800-885-SAVE or sign up in less than 30 seconds at revisedenergy.com. We'll come back to talk about our keys to the game with Coach Adazio. BC and Clemson, Saturday night at 8. Now this from Bletzer and Bletzer. Three wides to the right out of the gun. Play fake Brown across the middle. Caught Tommy Sweeney. Or check that Adrizzi's in the end zone. Touchdown, Boston College. Korob Adrizzi is the eagle in the end zone. And BC takes the lead for the second time today. This is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For more of tonight's show, let's go back to Jake and Joe's with your host, John Meter Perel. And welcome back, everybody, to the BC Football Show. The winner of the game between BC and Clemson gets the O'Rourke McFadden Trophy, created in 2008 by the BC Gridiron Club. To honor the relationship between BC and Clemson, it goes back more than 70 years. They initiate the award in recognition of the efforts of the Clemson fans to welcome BC into the ACC. They're some of the nicest fans in the country. We always encounter that when we go to Death Valley. And in front of us on the table, we have the Clemson leather helmet, and we have the Pete Cronin Memorial BC leather helmet, last worn by Pete. It is senior year. I can't believe you continue to bring that. <laughs> bring my helmet that, up. That is something. 
that should be in the Hall of Fame and can't. Yeah, well, I could. I could get. You know, I, I have it proudly displayed at home. I'm sure you do. You have, you have multiple replicas, but this is a special moment for BC coach every year. Good, good, good on the Gridiron Club to bring this trophy into the forefront, right? It'd be nice if we could get a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice to, to raise that trophy at the end yeah, of the game. It I'm would sure. be. It would, it would be unbelievable, and it's time now for our keys to the game, brought to you by our good friends at McGovern Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, 777 Washington Street in Newton, or at McGovernJeep.com, owned by BC alum Matt McGovern, Coach Adazio, big fan of McGovern Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Road grader game for BC. It seems like they all are. What does the offense need to do to click early? Well, first and foremost, we have to take care of the football because what we can't do is have a, is, is is have giveaways. Second of all, we've got to you know we've got to be able to create explosives. We've got to run the football well, but create explosives. We're not going to be able to just go down the field at four yards a clip, you know. So we've got to do that uh, defensively. We we can't allow big plays, and we've got to disrupt this quarterback's rhythm, and uh, um, and just be relentless to the ball. And I think the quiet thing here is special teams have got to be huge in this game they've been real good for us lately but we've got to do a great job in our coverage on kickoff and uh and we've got to create real positive field position what we don't want to do you know there's you're going to punt the ball in this game and 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 you got to be able to when you punt it you're hoping to punt it and pin them down in their territory you don't need them to get the ball with advantageous field position so special teams will become really a big factor and that's a tall order when you consider these guys are just big time athletes across the board yeah but that's that's got to happen and then colton lichtenberg's been playing well and we need to be able to have an opportunity to keep kicking these field goals if we get ourselves down in there we need to get points there's a i, I think a, a real positive coming in because we fingers crossed for colt he looks like he's got his confidence and doing a pretty good job for you yeah i, I feel i feel good about it too like i feel like we can maybe move that field goal line out a little bit now, which would help us a lot, you know. Um, so, you know, I'm hopeful that, you know, when we get near that red zone, in that red zone, near that red zone, we've got to get points. We cannot come out without points. Um, this is that kind of game. You start doing that, you're, you're, it's going to be a long, hard night. Well, a week ago you played against the number one red zone defense in the country. Yes. You came away with points. We did. We did. So, you know, we just got to do a great job. Uh, taking care of the football we created explosives that night we yeah. created some explosives second down half the second half is remarkably more explosive no, no question and and we we've got to get that done but you know we're going to do that because we're not going to we're not going to leave anything in the holster i mean i promise you this that uh, you'll see more um great 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 looking <laughs> excuse me great looking plays and you know we've got to We've got to let that let that happen, you know. And one thing we always emphasize on a night game at Chestnut Hill, get there early, be in the stands early, energize the team, yeah. get there. I mean, come real early and just tailgate like crazy. But then when the game starts, we need everybody in the seats. Well, they, they, there's a reason to go now. The fireworks and the lighting in that place is spectacular. It looked like a nightclub at the Miami game and post game. Whatever it came, I was. I started, started dancing. dancing. You thought you were in the seventies, want to put a leisure I, suit I, on? I absolutely did. You probably I have, have a leisure. I have suit. several. <laughs> They're bound to come back in style. He gave it an old John Travolta on Saturday. Just unbutton it a little bit here. Let the chest air come out. You put, need a you know a malu. Put a little hairspray on it so it stays nice and fluffy. Yeah. It wasn't a bad time. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh God, help us! Old but what studio. happens in the seventies stays in the seventies. Studio Fifty Four over here. That, that was Cronin. That was his speed. Nowadays, what happens yeah. in the 70s sometimes comes back. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm saying. They say on the 70s. Uh, do you know what ESPN has planned game day-wise? Have they mentioned that to you at all? I think that's all in the works right now. They're, I think today they were deciding on exactly where they're going to set their stages. And I think, you know, Jason's come to me with a couple of different deals and requests. and I'm, But I, I do not know. The compl- I got a text from Tom Rinaldi that he said, hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you. And, you know, he usually comes in and does an interesting piece. Yeah, so yes. he'll be here. So he's part of the crew. So I'm sure there'll be some really cool, interesting stuff going on. Um, and I hope, you know, I hope that's a great packed atmosphere, too, you know, where the where game day sets up there. I hope the students and the fans really enjoy that, you know what I mean, and, 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 and show up with a great presence and, and just get into 
you know, cool part of college football, you know, and the pageantry of it all, you know. So um, that'll all be happening. It's coming. Saturday's coming like a freight train. Yes, it is. We'll yeah. be there with bells on. And if you can't enjoy that, you're right. If you can't enjoy that, you can't get excited for anything. No, you're a flatliner. You're, you are. Right. I mean, what, what else is there? I mean, that's that's college football I don't know. personified. What are you going to do in Boston on Saturday if you're not going to be at this football game? Seriously, like, what, what are you doing? Cronin's probably going to be raking leaves before the game if I know him. Might be raking leaves, splitting some wood, <laughs> you know, get a little, little lumberjack exercise in there. Why not? Maybe you should do that up where game day set up. Former great uh, BC great splitting wood I think, in a leisure suit. I think we have something here. You could wear that helmet backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're, you should. I think you're right to something. You definitely are right to something. But you, you mentioned something interesting too about flipping the How field. How old were you in the seventies? I was in the crib. Wow. Me? Uh, yeah. I was, when he was playing, I was, I was larger, three years old. I was large and in charge. Yes. Oh, I know you were big. R- ruler of the you roost. were large. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go I'm looking ahead. for some photos from of him. They There's only, only one, one that photograph. exists. One photograph. One, one photo of Pete Crone. That's Full it. head of hair. Had it all, mustache. So oh, yeah, like a 70s star. It's in our broadcast booth. Yeah. Like, Mutrin has got about 50. He's got one. Yeah. One yeah. was an All-American. The other wasn't. I don't know. How does that add up? Film was expensive <laughs> in the 70s. Evidently. <laughs> can't find anything. But Michael Walker. Yeah. Is this, could this be a big return game for him? I hope so. I hope so, yeah. I mean, he's his confidence keeps growing, too, and I hope so. We, we're going to, we, you know, we need all the above. Yeah, yeah. you certainly do. We need to play at the very top of our game. It's week uh, 10, and in week 10, we need to play the best w- w- football we've played. And it's all the little things. You know, last week, perfect example of it. Uh, you guys cleaned it up, second half. And Tech made a couple of those mistakes where they had opportunities and didn't capitalize on them, and it, was, it, was, it tipped the scales. And I think what you're describing is you can't afford – Against an opponent like this, high high quality opponent like this, you gotta gotta bring the A game and you gotta play clean. And you gotta have a little good fortune. There's nothing wrong with a little good fortune. Oh, I agree nothing with you. Nothing wrong at all, Coach. Enjoy it. Good luck. All right, John. Congratulations, Great Great you guys. Thank you. Number 14, Boston College Eagles against number two Clemson. You can hear it on Sports Radio WEI 93.7 FM in the Boston area. Also on the BCIMG Sports Network. Our broadcast time 7:30 on Saturday night. He's Steve Adazio. Pete Cronin, Jami DePerel, Anthony Pepe, Mike Wynn, Jason Baum, everybody, thanks so much for all your help. We'll be back again, Jake and Joe's, next Monday night at 7. Have a great week, everybody, and go Eagles. I bringeth thee a message from... <clears throat> a message from the king and his new trumpeteer, Stephen. The king wishes me to convey his favor to thine team and thine tailgate. Not yet. He invites thee to let the bot light flow forth. And he also wishes me to tell thee that he toasts thee. Wait until the end, Stephen! With game day's favorite light logger and the slogan of his kingdom... Oh. Dilly. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. You know what it means to have the home field advantage on the gridiron, on the ice, or on the court. When it comes to home financing, you'll find that same competitive edge at the Village Bank. We make the mortgage process easy, fast, and friendly with financing programs sure to match your game plan and service beyond compare. Take advantage. Meet the home team at the Village Bank in Newton and Wayland or apply online at village-bank.com. The Village Bank, member FDIC, member SIF, equal housing lender, NMLS. Number 408536. All loans are subject to credit approval. Sullivan Tire is expanding throughout New England, which means we're continually adding to our workforce. We're looking for career-minded customer service associates and experienced technicians. We offer a benefits package second to none, including a matching 401k program. If you're interested in joining our team of professionals and being part of a dynamic and growing company, now with 69 locations throughout New England, then visit our career page at SullivanTire.com or send an email to careers at SullivanTire.com. 
From the moment Big Y first opened its doors, we surprised our customers with great service. More than 80 years later, we're still surprising you by going above and beyond expectations. We surprise you by not just telling you where something is, but actually taking you there. We surprise you with produce from neighborhood farms, pies from local orchards, and homegrown smiles. We appreciate your business and will continue to surprise you by making our store your store each and every day. It's no big surprise. It's my big why. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. You couldn't miss that wedding, birthday party, or whatever event you felt obligated to attend. So you missed the game. And more importantly, the game program. Not to worry. IMGproducts.net has got you covered with official programs and yearbooks from many of the nation's top schools, plus conference and NCAA championships. Visit IMGproducts.net to browse the hundreds of publications available. IMGproducts.net. We've got you covered. You've been listening to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. Join us on Monday nights throughout the season here on the Boston College IMG Sports Network. The Boston College Football Show has been sponsored by Bud Light, Dilly Dilly, McGovern Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, driven by you, Bletzer and Bletzer PC, developing long-standing relationships with the clients we serve since 1959. The Boston College Football Show is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all-new santa fe is available with h-track all-wheel drive so i can hit the trail without a worry in the world Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.